What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. This week, I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about toxic masculinity. So in order to do that, I thought it would be smart to bring on somebody who's a little opposite of me. And so I thought I'd bring on one of my little femme friends, Tiger Reds. Tiger, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm gladly going to represent all the femmes today. I mean, the background's beautiful. The makeup is done. It's always done. Thank you. I like, I like pink. That's why you put me on here. I like pink and I always have the makeup done. She wakes up like this. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know what's fucked up is I literally am in the same clothes as I was like last night and I have not changed. I have not showered. And I'm like, I need to just like cleanse myself. I feel like trash. Your skin looks great though. So don't worry about it. I think you're glowing. And I have to add before we get into this, your story the other day was, I was dying laughing with your injector, Jen, when oh, you Jesus like, okay, Christ. I just have to tell you guys, his leg was up like it was a dog on a fire hydrant about to pee. And she, and this is on the security camera of like wherever they were. And she's just under getting a whole pick <laughs> of him. Like she's just taking a pick of his hole. Like I died. Like, thank you for that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me just defend myself. <laughs> defend yourself. Okay, so I was, I, that was at a time that I got like my hole bleached. And so I needed somebody mm. to take an after photo because I was curious what it looked like. And so that's what that particular time was. Um, and the front desk lady at the Botox place, it's called Dolce Aesthetics. Um, she was like, I've been meaning to show you this photo. It's fucking hysterical. I saw you guys downstairs. And so she's been holding this hostage for like six months. I'm like, how have you never showed me this photo? And you've been like hiding this. So I posted, I was like, this is fucking hysterical. You're braver than me. I just got mine microneedled a couple days ago. I guess it was like a week ago. Yeah. At bespoke surgical shout out to bespoke surgical, but I was with my friends and I really wish that I was like, Hey, can you get a picture of this? So now that I know the story, I'm actually kind of jealous Yes, I did. We can talk about that later or another time, though, if you want. But it was an experience. Yes. Okay. my only thing I need to ask is what is the outcome supposed to be of getting your whole microneedle? I mean, it's the same as if you get your face microneedle. You're like basically just doing a bunch of like mini injuries like to your skin. So it just completely regenerates faster. So it's like I was telling my friend, like I have a new buzzy. So it's just like it's a lot softer. It's a lot. It's just. I don't know. It's, it's like, you know, how like women get their like vaginal rejuvenation stuff. Like, I feel like we hear that it's like the same thing and it's, it's just less common. So yes, I can relate to that, but I I wasn't as brave with the pictures. So that, (laughs) that, yeah, that was great. Okay. So, I mean, I love them there too, though. Like that's a great place to go. They actually are the ones who bleached my bottle. Nice. Don't give me any ideas. I mean, it was really painful, but that's, you know, that's for a different time. Um, okay. That was, that was quite the intro. Um, but I do need an intro from you. So let's, let's do this. Tiger, why don't you explain to me, like, why do you consider yourself to be femme? So I feel like I've always had the full range of expression in terms of like my gender and how I present myself visually and like how I communicate. Like I definitely grew up 
like in and identifying with things that were labeled for girls. Like, and I grew up with my sister. I played with her toys. I tried to put on her dresses when I was a kid. It was not received very well, as you would guess. And I don't know. It's just, I just knew I wasn't like other boys, like at all. And it was just like challenging to navigate, honestly, until now recently. So I just came out as non-binary. I think that it's important for people to understand about non-binary people that like some people identify as male and female and some don't as either. But for me, like I do as both, but I feel more feminine. So I feel like that label in a way has allowed me to like let go of like a lot of the toxic masculinity that like I grew up with. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, this kind of leads like a weird question, but do you think a gay man can be like, have like, like define the term toxic masculinity, if that makes sense? I definitely, or is that more internalized homophobia? I think that it's, I think that it's both. I think that that's a tough one because like you don't want to corner people like when talking about this, but I think what it is a lot of the times is like, you know, not to be, okay, I'm going to get really serious for a sec. Okay. So like, if you look at the suicide rate right now, it's it's like way higher among men. I just think in general, men are very fearful of expressing themselves in general. So we're all born who we are, right? So, you know, predetermined. Um, for me, I was born and predetermined more feminine, but it's still in this masculine world. So it's kind of like, well, what do you do with that if that's who you are? So I just think that toxic masculinity in general applies to all men. And then in terms of the queer community, I think that it's just we are who we are and we just live in this world. And it's just harder to be that. So it just it just depends on who you are and how much um how much judge you have, I guess, like in terms yeah. of your, your feminists and um, how much you're willing to fight for that, I guess. That's how I feel personally about it. Well, I think there's so many levels of femme. And so when you're talking about like toxic masculinity and it's about like, let's say, let's define toxic masculinity. I would say toxic masculinity is just like this hetero macho kind of like, I guess you could say homophobic, but just somebody who is like a toxic person and like also doesn't even realize what they're doing is toxic. Well, and that's what I mean by like, it's the world that we live in. Like we only know what we know. So then if this is like the world you're brought into and you just, I think that it comes down to, so you, would you want me to identify it? Like in terms of like queer people or would you rather me, what do I think is defined as? I want your perspective. Okay. It's hard because I guess sometimes I try to be too sensitive. Maybe that's my femininity coming out right now. But um, <laughs> okay, if I'm this, being is, honest, this is our opinions. You can be as opinionated as you want. Nobody cares. Okay, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to tell you a savage term that I made up that I kind of wish I could copyright. Um, I don't use it anymore, but I used to use it on my like profiles when I'm like on apps. And I would say mask for mask equals trash for trash. Like that's okay. what I used to say. And it applied to me. Um as someone who is just like putting myself out there as genuinely who I am and just getting, um, you know how it is, like, you know how it is, like when there's mask for mask, you know, they want nothing to do with you when you're feminine at all. So it's just, um, I, I feel like I used to put that up to kind of deter people away. And that's how I used to, to view it. And then I came to the realization that it's like, there's nothing wrong with like mask guys liking mask guys, but when it gets to a point where, 
you're like demonizing or like judging us like feminine guys or whatever you want to call it it's you know like it it's more hurtful so i think that i i don't know actually i think this is why a lot of femme guys are called sassy i just think that like we need this like like we're a little more hard in terms of like our outer shell because we have to protect ourselves so you um, feel like you're on defense mode yeah so i feel like what i'm saying is like i just got out of that like i just um learned how to love myself a little more where I didn't have to be so, you know, like grr about it. And, you know, now I'm a little more open and I see that if someone is have like battling with their masculinity in a way that I can see is like rep they're repressing themselves and it hurts. Um, I just feel for them more now because I've, you know, been there. Um, yeah. And I think that's just my healing process, but I think it's something that any of us who, I think that if you if you go deep inside yourself and you feel any any friction against your environment and what you're around um in terms of like being able to express yourself that there's there's something there you need to unpack and um in terms of toxic masculinity so i i think that um it's a lot of work we have to do for ourselves as queer people well going to like what you said about like you're obviously everybody's a product of their environment you know what i mean like we could all sit here. Everybody has a sob story. We all have had a similar like coming out journey of like self-identity. You know what I mean? Like we all had a break in norm and say, I'm gay. I'm not non-binary. I'm however everybody chooses to identify that's listening to this podcast, you know, but I do think it's interesting that like when we talk about that, you're like a product of your environment. Do you think that like, so, okay, let me say this. For example, my family says, that when I'm around my gay friends or if they call me and I'm like out or something, they said my voice gets more flamboyant than it would be if I was just like chilling with them on like Christmas or like when I see them. So do you think that like as a product of your environment, do you think you become, let's say, more femme because your crew is femme or do you become more masculine because you're hanging out with your straight college friends? That is a that's like that's a really good way to word it. Um... I really think, I really think it comes down to how in tune with yourself you are. And I think that that's work that anyone can do, which is kind of why that vague saying that I just said about um, if something feels wrong about in your environment, um, in terms of how you're expressing yourself. And if you notice those differences, it's something that you do need to pay attention to because like, yes, of course, like we're all, you know, products of our environment and that's so sad, you know, like what you're saying and I've been there. Um, and I think it's something that we don't understand we're even doing as queer people. And that's why I think sometimes to view ourselves in the third person and be like, oh, I think I was feeling a little more free with this person or in this city or in this place. Yeah. And um, and sometimes other people pointing that out for us, like doesn't have to be a negative, even if it comes out that way from them, because it's really just feedback we're getting that like, you know, if we're changing situation to situation, that just means that like, you know, one of them is not doing so good for us yeah. and we need to put our binoculars on and look a little more at that. And I think that that's why I'm so, um, so femme. That's why I'm so femme, Jeff, because I just don't care. <laughs> well, I, I think, think I think the thing is you're obviously free. You know what I mean? Like you're finding yourself and you're like exploring more. Let me ask you, is your crew that you hang out with, would you say they're more on the femme side? I grew, so I went to Jeff, I went to Catholic school my whole life, Jeff. Okay. So, oh, so we're like twins. Uh, yeah. I, yes, we are. So 
I actually really relate to you in that I listen to your podcast all the time. And I actually really relate to you in that way where I feel like you can also relate to people who are as mask and as femme on the spectrum as, as it gets. And um, so I think that that's where I lie. And because I grew up in that environment, I learned how to be comfortable around everyone. So I, I wasn't as selective in, in who I chose, but I will tell you that no one's ever in my circle that makes me feel lesser. Um, and it's just kind of an intuition that I like, that I really built. But I would say like, I, you know, like I love like mask guys that can be in touch with their feminine side, whether they're interested in me or not, friends or not. I have yeah interests romantically and friends that I've never felt emotions for that I feel the same about that type of person. And I just think, that's the beauty of how I've chosen to look at it from the trauma of my upbringing of being, <laughs> of like being around all of these people that I'm nothing like is just that um, I can be a little bit more of an example to like regular people that, you know, they just look at, you know, people like me and they're like, oh, a little gay boy, you know? And it's just like, I mean, if that's what you want to see, like go ahead. But it's like, just cause you're a man, like, doesn't mean I want your, you know, your hoo-ha like I don't want things like automatically and like I think that that goes into like you know some mm, it's it's complicated is that a good answer I don't know sure yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) no but so in terms of it's all from Catholic school though because I'll be honest I would say I probably normally and I'm not saying this in an offensive way I don't think I normally go for like femme men usually do I have a problem with it no do I have like anything bad to say no but I also don't think I find myself in that situation that I'm like oh this is the route I'm going today and I don't know why it's like I had a conversation with one of my friends and I was talking about it and I was like do you think the first person you hook up with kind of like deems a type for you (sighs) You know, it's all of this is so interesting because it really is perspective. I think it can earlier on. I mean, I'm still only 24. So it's like, I'm oh, like, you're a baby. I'm a little baby still. Um, but you're calling me old. <laughs> no, I actually don't even know how old you are, Jeff. I'm just saying that I know I have a lot more experiences to have had. And it's just um, for me, that wasn't the case. Um, I think that it can be for a lot of people. I, I think like the general theme of like freeing yourself from toxic masculinity or, you know, cause we all have it in our, at our start. It's like in all of our stories, I think that the, the general, you know, thing that repeats is kind of like, you know, are you going to choose to let that define you? And, or are you going to test the waters a little bit and see how you feel about other things? So for me, no, um, not at all. But I think that's cause I have like a little bit more of an open mind. I hear you. What about you? Like in general, in terms of like, like you're the first person that you were with, do you find yourself like, is everyone like them or like, like, has it been for you? I would say there's definitely mannerisms that, so here's the thing. I hate humans. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Let's let's just start there. So I feel like, like, no, like I'm so down to be like everybody's friend. Like I'm obviously very social as a person. Like I can talk to pretty much anybody and like find a commonality that we could relate to. But I think when it comes to like an actual emotional connection, I think that's something I like really, really struggle with. 
and I'm not sure what the halt is. And I mean, yeah, like you all obviously have like a first person you like, and maybe there's an attachment because like you came out because of this person, blah, blah, whatever. But I do think there's like traits that I relate back to that feeling on that I try to get that from other people. You make a good point with that. You make a good point with that because that is, again, it's the perspective you're like taking the situation on. And, and that's not necessarily right or wrong. Some people go into their first hookup for just sex. And then some people are like, I'm very emotionally attached to everyone that I'm with and have been with before. So for me, like, God, you're one of those. (laughs) Not like, Oh, I was trying to relate to what you said. Not like as intense, but I'm saying like, how, how you're saying like how you went, <laughs> I'm dying, how you went from like person, your, your first person to your next person. I think what you're trying to say, at least it sounds like is that that emotional connection is kind of the, the thing that stayed true. And I think that that for me was the case too, but that's more what I was looking for first. So yeah. it just depends on your journey individually, but neither are wrong per se. Well, I think it's all like a mindset you go into it. You know what I mean? Like if I was just like drunk and horny, I'm not thinking this person is my husband. This is oh my, my God. One. No, he's going to text me back. But like, if I'm going on a date with you, I think you're dumb and everybody's stupid. If like the first thing that doesn't cross your mind is, Oh, do I see a future with this man? Why are you going on a date with somebody? If that's not in the back of your brain, I a thousand percent agree with that. And I think that's what I'm trying to say. When I, <laughs> when I say that I put my emotions in things, I just don't want to, it, it all just depends on what you want from people, you know, like, um, for me, I just need a little bit of, at least a little bit of an emotional connection. And I think that's where the, um, where the, the friction comes with like guys for me that are, cause I've fallen in love with guys before that are like the definition of a gay mask. And I've been in a situation where that guy has clearly fallen in love with me too, but you know, a lot of them don't want to be seen with such as my kind, the femme, the femme boy. So it's just, you know, you have to like learn how to and I, th- I don't know, you have to learn how to deal with that as someone who is more openly feminine. And I think that's why, you know, I do have a little bit of a harder shell um, at first with well, hookups, relationships. People, have, you, have you had a straight male hookup story? No. Oh. I definitely wish I did, but I think, and, I, and actually, and there is one that definitely could have um, happened but I just hate feeling disrespected. And I think that that case, like I did feel fetishized and um, it was clear that this person wasn't even remotely interested in me as the person. It was just like, you know, that like meme that it's like, I'm just a whole sir. And it- <laughs> You were just a whole. <laughs> yeah, I was like to him, it's like, and that's fine. Like we all want to feel like, you know, hot and wanted and like beautiful, but like, for me, like with my straight guy experience that could have well turned into many um, hookups, I was just like, okay, like if this is all you got, like you're going to go have to go got it, get it somewhere else. Like good. You know what I mean? So you want it, sometimes you just would like to be more than the whole. Yeah. Like every time, just a little bit more. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't too think much, that's asking too much. No, I don't need too much. You guys just, to, just ask me how I'm doing first. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ask me how my day's going. Like, come on, ask me like my favorite color or something. Don't you? I know it's funny. I think my biggest pet peeve, I hate when someone texts me, hey, how's your day? I don't even respond. Well, that's just like aimless. I'm saying like, (laughs) you know, 
dive a little deeper into the world of Tiger, you know, learn a little bit about me, you know, yeah. get this. And that's, and then, you know, then we can go back to, I am the whole sir, but we're not going to start like that for me, at least. I hear you. So actually one of the things you mentioned though, you said this guy like was about to make you feel like fetish. I hate saying this word. It's so hard for me to say. It is hard to say. Fetishized. Fetishized. Oh, I got it. You got it too. Yeah. Okay. So that word, how do you like handle it when you feel like somebody is fetishizing you? I just have to say first, there's literally nothing wrong with having a fetish like whatsoever. Um, It's just like for me personally, when that's all you're like, I just said, when that's all you're coming to me with, um, people have to realize that the, the theme of what I've been saying, which I get is different than a lot of gays is that like, I have emotions tied to like what I do. It's not like intense, like we were joking about, but there's some there. And I think that like, some guys need to understand that are just looking for sex that like, other people don't look at it completely the same. And a couple of, you know, that time I was just kind of describing where I was looked at that way. Um, I mean, I don't get too nice when that happens. If I'm being honest with you, like, yeah, of course you'd be bitchy. Yeah. Like kitty scratches if she needs to. And it's just like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, it's just a little respect goes a long way. And I think it just comes down to you know, it's the same concept of consent, really, you know, I think emotional consent is, is real, too. And I think that we just need to, you know, have just talk with people a little bit more. And um, another thing while we're talking about toxic masculinity is, it's okay not to be into femme, like, just like your favorite color, you can't choose it. So you can't choose what you like, like, that's fine. You can't, And we, I think we all at least have like one fetish, even if it's like, has nothing to do with these things, but you can't choose that either. So I'm not going to judge someone for that, but at the same time, it's like, you know, just a little respect goes a long way. And, um, if you're going to come to me, fellas, you better have a good conversation with me first. That's all I'm trying to say. Yes. She needs to be wined and dined prior to being the whole. (laughs) So if let's, let's say this, if somebody messages you, or okay. no, if you message somebody and they respond, how do you, how, what is it like a respectful way somebody should respond if they're not into femme people? Thank you for asking that. I think that's what I was trying to say before. Yes. And my, and my last thing was just that, like, it's okay to not like what you like, but let people down easily. Once again, like we all have feelings, like we all like what we like. And someone's just telling you like, Hey, you're hot stuff. Like, I like what I see. I'm interested. So it's just a compliment. You don't have to reciprocate. Just be respectful. Like once again, it costs 0.00 cents. And I don't know. I just think that we all need to love each other a little more. Yeah. So just let people down easy. I've been in both situations. Um, and yeah. And, and I think what I've loved most about coming into my power as someone who loves my femininity is that it's so funny too. Cause this happens every time I go to New York city too. Um, I'm outside of the clubs, right? Like let's say I'm at bottoms up or something, or like last time when I was at most, I was like, girl, bottoms up is closed and boarded up, baby. That was a, that was a while ago, but last time, a couple weeks ago, I was at motel 23 every time I'm cause I'm, I live in Rhode Island right now. I don't live in the city. So I go every so often, every time I'm outside, the bouncer insinuates that I'm literally trying to get fucked or that he wants to. And I'm just like, 
sir, may I please enter establishment? Like check ID, open door, let me walk, please. You know, so it's, that's the respect I'm talking about. It's so weird. And, um, and what's funny about it is that it doesn't bother me anymore. I just kind of like laugh at guys like that. It's like, instead of letting people down gently, a lot of, I'm so sorry to the mask guys. I mean, I guess if this offends you though, you need to think a little more about it, but, um, but you know, I almost laugh at guys like that now. Cause it's like, instead of you being nice and letting me down gently, like, what do you think you're getting out of? Like, like, are you trying to hurt me? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it doesn't work. And when like, I say does it, it make them feel better, maybe, I don't know. And I'm not faking laughing. Like it's funny to me at this point because it's like been there you're hurt. I'm hot. <laughs> and I don't need to feel this way anymore. It's taken a long time for me to feel this way. Like there's nothing no, wrong that's good. with owning that. And I think it's something that a lot of us need to like, you know, come into our power with even like, there's not a single person that doesn't need a healthy balance of masculinity and fem- femininity in their life. I mean, just where do I fall on the spectrum? Cause I really don't even know. I think you're a healthy balance of both. I don't, to yeah. be honest with you, I, you have to be, cause I listen to you. <laughs> I, I, I try to be, I try to be so relatable to everybody, but I'm also like very much so myself. Like, I feel like, like, for example, if I saw you at motel 23, a couple of weeks ago, I would have just like taken a shot with you. And like, we would have just like hung out. Like, it's not like, I feel like people try to make. Yeah. Like, that's cause you're looking at it. Like, we can be friends first. I think when everyone looks at each other like a whole, that <laughs> that's where like that's where it all gets lost. And it's like it's totally okay to you can go there like five seconds after, but like we gotta start somewhere. Like you have to have a little hint, a little clue, a little affirmation, <clears throat> ask some questions. Um yeah. that's just because you're friendly and and you're and you're being yourself in a way where you're it's not calculated. And I think that everyone's balance is different, but if you're too much either way i mean it's not really going to serve you too well in any oh, relationship no. no but like i am single are you single i'm very single i've been single jeff for like three years oh my god the 21 year old inside of you must be screaming i don't know i think it's because like if i talked to you three years ago i would have like not been the confident person that I am. And I feel like I wanted to be who I am today and be sure in myself before I started. Um, I don't know. I think in relationships and in hookups too, like we mess each other up with our own confusions. And I think for me, mine was too great to, um, to go forward with, but I think that's because I identify more feminine than masculine, but you know, so be it. Do you go for more masculine guys then, would you say? I think what it is, is like, yes, like I started there, like almost everyone does. Like, you know, almost every guy that likes guys starts with like, they fall in love with a straight guy and it's like, you doom yourself to hell and (laughs) you like the the dreams, the dreams are crazy. And And I don't think any of us have ever come back from that one time we tried to. You guys, if anyone has come back, well from that situation please let me know (laughs) let us know but um I think now like I'm like like I'm very like small like like I tell people I'm itty bitty like I'm literally like 
like I'm feminine in every way, even ways I don't choose. So How like, tall are you? I'm five, five. And I'm literally like 105 pounds. Like I'm a little skinny mini, like, um, so that's just kind of, I feel like it's all been baked into my code and what I like physically is more of a mask guy, but I can tell you right now, if like emotionally they're not in touch with themselves, like at all, like it's an, like, it's a no, like it's more of a hard no than a mask guy to a femme guy who wants nothing to do with them. Um, cause to me, like, that's the most hot thing. And I can tell you that as I've stopped judging myself, I barely judge anyone anymore. Like, like if they have enough of that masculine trait in it, in them, and I like them as a person, I'm like, Zam. So it's like, yeah, just that's what I think. So have you been with, let's say, I'm just assuming your bottom because we've talked about your hole quite a bit in the past couple minutes. Um, I can't help it. You're right. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you found me out. What the detective? How would you describe your sexual experiences with like a femme top? Um, I mean, I couldn't because I've not been there. Um, oh wow. So a femme top. I don't. I haven't really been there. I mean, anyone that I've been with is more masculine because, as you can tell my level of intensity in the way I talk sometimes is just so sure of myself that that's almost what I want from someone else. And I guess that is what my type is like a masculine guy who isn't afraid to be seen with me. Um, that's the most attractive thing to me because in, at the end of the day, everyone sees them as masculine, but they're not, they have that balance. They, you know, but it, it sounds it's not like just what you're physical. looking for is not necessarily like mask. It sounds like you like dominance. I think you're right. I mean, you're probably helping me figure it out. Like I said, I've been single for like this is a, this three is a years. Because <laughs> like, it sounds like you're looking for like a dominant man. Like a man can still be dominant even if he's femme or masculine. You know what I mean? Like, but you like the dominant aspect of like, I'm small, I'm skinny. Like I want to be like taken advantage of in a way. Yes. like sexually yes but what I'm trying to tell you is like for me it takes that little bit of emotional connection plug it in and if that's there then yeah so it's not it's not picky for me as much as like it's like you know be confident in yourself and if you're like this I tend to find you more attractive but my mind's very open um and ever since then I've found myself in a lot of healthier conversations with pleasant people and I feel like I'm growing and flourishing and everyone seems to want a piece of me now and not before now that I just stopped even trying to think what anyone else cares about because it gets to a point where it's just damaging and it's like sayonara well we all damage each other like we're all like why is everybody so fucked up and we only have ourselves to blame that's why I took my little three-year monk break and I went up in my head and I figured out who I was. And not that I'm not never going to hurt someone, you know, we're all going to hurt people, but I just think a little, you know, a little bit of self-awareness goes a long way. And, um, you know, while you're young is the time to, to figure out who you are, what you like, not continue trying the same, you know, crap and just like you said, hurting people. So I'm totally like learn from your mistakes. A hundred percent. That's what I don't see happening. (laughs) 
I mean, I try every day to just like keep moving on, but like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's but, just like I yourself. do think every gay man has like that like toxic masculinity trait. And don't get me wrong, you can be masculine without being toxic. The point of the I would say the difference between being masculine and then toxic masculinity is you can be yourself and be masculine and like if that's who you are, be it. But don't be that because you're trying to like attract more men or you feel like that's deemed hot or I don't know like don't change yourself because you're trying to be that exactly that's why I don't give straightforward answers when you're like what do you like because it it can be any of these things and I think that like the common trait that you're kind of like talking about that is the root and and like trust me, I'm like scared for some people to listen to this that are, are like, you know, my, I'm going to make some of my straight men friends listen to this. I don't even know. They're going to cry through half of this, but um, like, I want them to know too, that it's like, you know, you know, we don't think you're toxic just because you're a male, just because yeah. you are a man. If you are, if you are making people feel bad for not being the way you are or portraying themselves the way you would like to for you to be comfortable with yourself, then that's toxic. And I think that the root of that is just fear. Um, I think that that's like the root trait. Um, it just all goes back to fear. So that's why I think like, you know, not knowing that you don't give a fuck really can go a long way. And sometimes that's what it takes to get it out of your system because it's in all of our systems, whether we want it or not, we can't help it. It's just the world we live in. So I think this will be fucked up, but like, let's kind of go back and forth and see if we have any of these traits and you have okay. to be honest. Okay. So I would say these are the traits according to, um, <clears throat> very And <laughs> this is the traits they say define toxic masculinity. Okay. So have you ever tried to have control over others? Yes. I would say yes. <laughs> yes. I think anyone who says no to that, you're not telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like all of us have this little ounce of like attempt manipulation that like you're trying to get what you want by how you speak. Or like, it could even be like with a boss, like you might be trying to get like a raise or trying to schmooze them. You're trying to do something like everybody tries to control someone. Control that that is that's hundred percent right. Yeah. That's, I think that's the root of a lot of it is control too. Okay. Next one. Suppressing your emotions. Um, I used to literally, like, I just do not anymore. Like, um, I tell like how you just said, like, I hate people. Like I'll tell everyone, like, I'm crazy. It's like, that's okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't. And I know I'm not, <clears throat> I know I'm not, but it's like, I tell people that. So they know it's like, I have the full range of emotions. I've done the work to realizing that letting them out in a healthy way is what I need to be who I am today. So it also could be at any given moment. So I, I really actually don't anymore. Um, I used to my whole life extremely, but that was the switch that I keep talking about. What do you, what about you? I don't know if I would necessarily, I mean, suppressing emotions is tough because I feel like if I'm going to like cry in a movie, like sure, I'll cry in a movie, but I think like there's so many more emotions than like happy and sad. It's like, sometimes it's like, you know what, this is somebody's opinion that like, I'm not going to change. So it's more like bite my tongue. Where like, I feel like I might suppress my opinions, 
not necessarily my emotions. Well, I think that's different. I think that's just, you, you're just, you have strategy in your, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're just a strategizer. I was thinking that as well. Um, obviously like it is the, the stupidest thing in terms of emotional intelligence you could ever do is just everything you feel let out and show that is just like a child. That's yeah. I, so let's just like clarify that. But, um, and, but if you're repressing something that is like genuine hurt, or if you're not allowing yourself to like, let me just give you a quick story example of this. I used to, I'm very athletic despite my description. Okay. And <laughs> I don't want to say I almost spit my water out, but I almost spit I saw it. You almost, you almost spit it out. But, um, <laughs> But so I, you're literally twirling your bandana. I was, I was like, not this right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. But like, so when I used to play soccer, um, I remember like a family member telling me that I run like a girl and I was like 13, Jeff, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, and I ran differently for years after that. And I think that's an example of like, if you're happy about something or you do something naturally, and you're so in your head about either how you feel or how it comes across that you suppress it to do something different. Like you're, you're really hurt and it might not even be your own fault, but like you need to, you know, be your own champion. Cause like, that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. And I'm sure that came from some fucking gross dad. Honestly, like we'll spare them. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I have five more. Okay. Next one is treating sex as a competition. What do you mean by that? I don't know. That's literally just the sentence as a considered toxic. So basically, have you ever treated sex like a competition? I guess people do brag to each other about it. I've treated men like a competition. Yeah, I guess people do like how that relates to what I've seen is that people can brag to each other about like action they've got um, or just so many things. I mean, no, like I, I just look at it as like a way to just share an intimate experience with someone. It doesn't have to be super emotionally attached, but you're just connecting with someone on a physical way. It's definitely not for me. I know this sounds fucked up, but have okay. you ever kind of like equally with a friend been like, you know what, like kind of like made the best man win type situation and kind of like whoever gets it first like good for you I'm I'm just that's where I'm like really rare because like I really am not the jealous type like when you spend so much time alone you either sink or swim so I definitely swam and I don't look at it that way I really look at it as like if I like, it's kind of like, it really is your loss kind of thing. Um, and not in a cocky way. It's just not healthy for me to engage that way. I'm not, um, I'm not as petty as a lot of people assume me to be. And I'm, I'm not interested in competition whatsoever with that. I think that that's like really weird as normal as it is. And I'm not really scared to like say that I think it's really weird. Um, but I think that, I think we all start like all these questions you're asking. I think this is where we all start because we're all dropped onto this you know, dying earth. So <laughs> not dying earth. Don't bring her into this. Oh no. But just what I mean to say is like, you know, we're, we're just programmed with a lot of these things that we can't help. So if you identify things like this in yourself, it doesn't make you bad. 
it doesn't make you wrong. It's not your fault. It's just I think it's more it. like you can hear these things and like, like how we're talking about it. It's like, you can view them one way or you can view them another way. And it's like, I think I've said yes to every single one of these things so far, but it like depends on how you view it. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent it's intention is everything. And that's what I'm saying. Like everyone needs to stop. Like in that way, we need to stop comparing ourselves because like, you don't even know how someone looks at something. If we just look at each other's actions, like you're literally assuming and interpreting everything and we don't need to assume the worst of each other. So, okay. This is an interesting one though. Okay. Feeling entitled for sex from somebody that you've already had sex with though. Um, doesn't, that is like something that like, I think everyone has been guilty of. Yes, definitely. Yes. But I think that's an interesting thing that I've never thought of like that. Cause it's like, yeah, like if you've already had sex with that person, like it has to be a mood thing. Like just cause I had sex with you once doesn't mean like you can like touch me or grab me right now that like, I want to hook up with you because to me, that's the biggest fucking turnoff is like, they're like, I hate that. I think I actually, I'm learning how much I fucking hate that right now. Yes. I will say that like, yes, I've like assumed that like, because this has happened before, it's likely to happen again. But what I, I am the type of person that is like very verbal before things go down. So I just feel like I get the vibe that this is okay. So I think that that goes yeah, I didn't look at it that way either before, but I think that that falls under like the consent umbrella of, um, I mean, you should never assume, you know, and, or be demanding when it comes to like sex with anyone. That's super yeah. bad, but you should, like, you even know. Even if it's your boyfriend, like if you're not in the mood, you're not in the fucking mood. No, 100%. Okay, this one says using power over women, weaker men, or marginalized groups. I mean- no i can't think of any i mean like to be honest like everyone looks at me like a little ant so i don't think i mean that's before i start talking <laughs> it's before i start talking but so i think people usually start looking at it the other way around so um i usually have to end the situation i don't start it looking to um ever take advantage of anyone that <laughs> she's feisty when you get her going don't get me started okay so last one is like basic but it's like using like a threatening or violent tone or like aggressive behavior like i know i think that that's never that never works with anyone i mean like also it's like if one person like we all have the ability to like scream or have that tone so it's like you know one person starts someone else can do it too and it's like um i like to be really calm with how i talk to people but you know as the theme goes, if you take me there, like I can be there, you know? Yeah. Um, what about you? I mean, I definitely don't think I've done that. I mean, I, when I think of this, I think of like, let's say you go to like a straight bar that's like playing a football game and like a fight breaks out between two guys over which team is better. Like, that's what that makes me think of. You know what I mean? It's mm. like, just, you have an unhealthy, aggressive behavior that you don't know how to just like, both live in the same room no that just you saying that just you saying that gives me anxiety i'm like that's because it's just it's (laughs) because a lot of that happens a lot when people start um i mean i hate to say i guess i'm gonna go there but it's it's more men obviously than women um some people do not mix well with 
any substance or drink. And it's so scary to see that come out. That's when I peace out you guys. That's when I run, run, run to the Hills. I don't even that I don't engage in. No. So that's the traits of toxic masculinity. So if you think you're a toxic masculine man, you should work on yourself. And if, um, you know, someone who is toxic, maybe you should send them this podcast (laughs) and tell them like, yeah, like it's it's tiger. (laughs) Oh my God. Tell them about tiger. No, but tell them like, you know, that you feel like they can, you know, free themselves just a little bit by opening their mind. I think when we start accusing people of like, even if it's true, (laughs) like accusing people of things that they're doing, it just never works with us. So I, a lot of the um, men in my life, a lot of them, which I've had no choice of being related to, I've had to look at it in that way where it's like, you know, I'm going to try to give you the grace to take you along this journey with me, but it is your choice at the end of the day. So it's like, I will fly. So we all will be somewhere, wherever that takes us. I'm not sure. Exactly. But don't be scared and ask your, and ask questions and stop judging yourself. Well, I feel like we have to end on this note, but like, how would we say like, how do you make masculinity come off as less toxic? <laughs> Just more conversation. Um, I think like an example of that is like straight men listening to this on purpose because they feel like there's something they don't know. I think that we need to look at it all as information like we do in a book where there are things like we all don't know about and we all have something to teach each other. Like I've learned a lot from very feminine and very masculine people. And that's kind of why I love who I am because I, I see the best in all of it. And I see that in myself too. So, um, and I think how we can do that is again, just by letting people know they don't need to judge themselves and, and just by not judging other people, you know, it's like, there's this saying that it's like how you treat yourself is how you treat everyone else. And I think that that's like, where it starts. So I think, you know, look at yourself first, try to identify these things, um, work at it, work with someone else if you want and go from there, but don't try to start with someone else because like you can't. No. Well, Tiger, it's been a pleasure having you on here. I loved this. You guys, I was at Whole Foods, speaking of holes, I was at Whole Foods just doing my shopping and Jeff messages me and I'm like, sure. Like I'll be on your podcast. Like, sure. I loved being here. This was so dope. And are we going to talk about your 60 second voice memo I received? And I was like listening to the whole thing. I was like, Oh man, he sounds so nice. Oh, thank you. I try to be, I just want to be a light to people. I don't want to ever hurt anyone. I think that's what this, um, I'm glad you picked me for this because, um, yeah, I think that we're all hurting each other with our toxic masculinity. That's just born into our bodies and if i think if we can like free that we can free each other in the community specifically i think like let's start here and then we can show the straights how to do it that's how i feel i think the straights are currently the problem of toxic masculinity i mean like here's the thing like gay people yes you can be masculine be yourself blah blah it's the point of don't suppress yourself because of what you've been raised to be and last last thing on top of that that's what i mean is like by doing that work yourself as a queer person, you are a living example 
to straight people every day. And like, yeah, you might get knocked down sometimes, but just by showing people that you're, you are who you are, you're going to change a lot of minds and, and, you know, yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> and everybody loves gay people. Like all the straight girls love gay people. All the straight men love to have a gay best friend. Cause I think it makes them look cool. So like, it's very true. Teach them something. Exactly. Well, guys, I hope you learned something today. And if you didn't, I helped you get through an hour of your workday. So you're welcome. Um, if you would like to follow Tiger, you could follow him at tiger.reds, R-E-D-Z, Z. on Instagram. Make sure it's a Z, you guys. There's no S. And where else can they find you? Um, just find me there right now. I am thinking about starting my own podcast. I make music. I might be wanting to share some of that with you guys too. So follow me on Instagram and everything will, will go off from there. But otherwise, it's going to be pretty hard to find me. In the bio of tiger.reds, be raw, be you, XOXO. <laughs> XOXO. Seriously, don't forget it. Well, guys, enjoy your week and we will talk to you later. Bye.